Either way, you're gonna get us all killed! The size of that thing! I can't. It's too big. Sorry, sweetheart. I haven't got time for anything else. I know you wanna. I know you wanna. I know you wanna. Hi guys and welcome to this week's episode of Just The Tip Podcast. I am your host Georgia, and as always you can follow me at just underscore Georgia on Twitter and Instagram and you can also check out the podcast at Just The Tip Pod on Twitter and Instagram as well. Don't forget to hashtag JTTPod and also please keep sending over your tip tells if you're having sex right now or if you're just like masturbating really well and you want to tell me about a good session you can send that to askthetip at gmail.com so I hope you guys are all keeping well and you're all staying safe and staying inside because we need that because the sooner we stay inside the sooner we can get outside and I for one need to be outside I hope you guys um are doing well this is a different episode in the sense that there's no guests with me well, there's no new guests, so this won't be any new content, but what I'm going to do for you guys is I'm going to put together some of mine and some of your favourite episodes across the lifespan of JTT, and I just thought it, it would be cool to kind of just enjoy some old quality content. So if you're a new listener, this will be a great way for you to get an overview on the kind of conversations that we have on this podcast, and if you're an old listener, then you can just laugh along with some of some of the great conversations that I've had with some of my amazing guests and yeah the reason that I'm doing it it this way is because I've been a bit under the weather I've been really unwell I'm sure you can hear that in my voice I hate how I sound right now um and I'm trying to get like fully 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 better and I've also been really unmotivated and not very creative and it's been a bit much but I wanted to give you guys something so I do hope that you kind of that you get it and you like it and you just have a laugh because honestly laughter is all I need right now (laughs) it's all we all need and yeah maybe because I'm I'm not having sex as well so I'm just like it's like affecting my soul I got some real shit so yeah guys um I hope you like this I hope you enjoy this excuse my congested voice it sounds horrible and I'm hoping to get over some fresh new content to you guys ASAP. So hashtag JTTPod for this episode and for every other episode. And if there's any of your favourite episodes that I didn't include, hashtag them over so I can either add a link or something to other people to listen. Right. I'm waffling. Enjoy. Stay safe. And thank you guys for your support. What I'm, I'm going to do is start with my um, icebreakers. For each of you. So okay. the first one, thumb in the bum, yes or no? Thumb in the bum. Thumb in the bum. As in in my bum or in <laughs> It's true, you got my specify. uh participating partner's bum. Your Either bum or both. Yeah. My bum never. Never. Never in my bum. Never say never, boo. You might like I'm it. gonna be dead certain that that's <laughs> never gonna happen to me. Okay. Um, in my participating partner, I might Sling a thumb in there. Sling a thumb in. Yeah. Okay. Sling it in. Sorry, you got to explain that. that <laughs> use of, of, of verb. Is that a verb? Yeah, ease, a verb. ease my way. I in. wish we could uh, see your hand motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like a wave. It kind of looks like a wave. Yeah. yeah that's okay. Okay. Right okay. 
don't really know what yeah, he would achieve yeah. with a wave-like motion with a thumb, <laughs> but it might be interesting. Who knows? <laughs> you? Thumb in the bum? Um, so I've experienced thumbs in the bums, and I like that. And um, I've also put my thumbs in a couple of bums too. Yeah. Yeah. And they liked it? Hell yeah. Guys or girls? Both. Both? <laughs> How did the guys feel? I mean, well, like... So was it on on one occasion shock? it was a request, mm-hmm. and on the other occasion he wasn't like bi or gay or anything yeah, by yeah. the way. Yeah. And on the other occasion it was just like me pushing the the, the, the realms boundaries. of like yeah like yeah. Let's, 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 you might like it and he liked it so hey mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying you need to just be just try. free mm-hmm. be free why not hundred percent. Um, my second wait yeah, my second one. Can you recall your greatest orgasm? Yes. What happened? I'm going to say the first time I ever received oral sex. Oh. Is it? Yeah. Did okay. you come in her mouth? Oh, listen. At the age of 13. <laughs> 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 oh, listen. At the okay, age of 13, mm. receiving oral sex for the first time. I didn't even know what coming oh, felt like. New world. <laughs> listen. Yeah, it was crazy. So, okay. Yeah, I think that memory will always stick in. I guess it was the, probably the first time I had received an orgasm, mm-hmm. and it was the first time receiving oral sex. Mm-hmm. And that that age, goddamn, that girl was good. Are you ready for your icebreakers, ladies? I'm no. not gonna lie, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no I'm no, not. I'm not ready. No. Really. I had like five different possible icebreakers for you because I knew that they had to be sick. Okay. So <laughs> the first one is. Wait, wait, don't we get a safe word? Like, like afterwards. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> afterwards. I'm not in the ice Okay. Break. First cool. one. Where'd you like a guy to come? Oh. It depends on my mood. Mm. So, like, happen. let's just say you guys are going for it, and he's like, baby, I'm going to come. Where do you want it? Honestly? Yes. Preferably inside me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, preferably inside me. Um. Otherwise, on my bum. Yeah. yeah, I like my bum. Yeah, yeah, I like Ditto. my bum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I either say on my bum or on my like on my chest. Oh, see, no, oh. I don't want. Like, I'm not fan of the chest. Like that, so my beads are my beads are too big for that. It will just it's just gonna slide. It's just gonna do too much, and I don't have to t- don't have time really. having to clean up and all that. Nah, see, I don't mind that because like sometimes like I want to see it as well oh, and just be true. like, I like the visual. I like the yeah, I feel like sometimes I wish I could see it on my bum. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's on a camera on his chest or something. On his chest. What kind of GoPro shit is this? GoPro would be sick. That's actually a good idea. Only you. you Watching it back on GoPro. Oh no, I have have a GoPro as well, actually. Oh, okay. Might invest in one after just saying. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, Second icebreaker. Who was your favorite porn star growing up? Wow. I don't even think I know names like that. You know. Um, I her name was Kitty. She's old school porn star. Yeah. Like, um, like in the 90s. Back in the day. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And how I happened to see her. Oh my God, I can't even. Oh, see it all, girl. Right. So basically, my um, brother, older brother, had like this old school, like um, VHS with Snoop Dogg. It was kind of like a porn slash video. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw this girl and I was like, oh my God, she is stunning. And then I looked her up probably a couple of years later, and then she was just definitely going at it, and I feel like I had a connection with her. <laughs> so. 
So she is Jordan is. I feel like everything she enjoyed, I enjoyed. Yeah. She just looked very happy doing what she was doing. Was able to relate to her. I was able to relate to the position, mm. what she was doing. So that was my favorite. Her name's I think Kitten, Kitten, Kitten. Okay, kitten, cool. Yeah, okay, kitten, great. Yeah. I'm gonna have to Google um, that. So the reason that I asked that, so I had put out a tweet um one night, oh, I think I'd like just finished watching porn and I was like, man, these porn stars are sick. So I had put like a tweet of all of my favourite porn stars. So I think I, I started watching porn when I was about I mean I was definitely in primary school okay so phones on silent please uh, hello hello, hello. hello hi I'm sorry i'm so sorry guys that's really rude of me <laughs> really rude <laughs> yeah so i started watching porn when i was in primary school so I, I mean take that as you will and i remember finding like a vhs and i was like oh what is this and mm. playing it and realizing that it was porn and like rewinding it back to make sure that i didn't get caught because obviously i shouldn't be watching this fucking video so i had said like a few porn stars that i thought were like the elite so I wonder if you guys know them as well. Oh, also get involved with the conversation using the hashtag JTTPod. So I had said Jasmine Kashmir. Love. Melrose Fox. Love. Isla Fox. Don't know that is. Jada Fire. Love. Pinky. Love. Naomi Banks. Don't know that is. Lacey DeVal. Love. And Capri Styles. Do you know why I'm mad? Because ask me if I know who any of the people <gasps> just know. No, see, but this is the thing, yeah. But, but if I you were to Google their... I would probably know yeah. yeah. But I, do you know what's odd? I don't watch porn like that. It's very... Like, if I masturbate, it's more from... A memory. memory. Okay. Yeah, like I'm not the type. Like it's rare I pull up porn. Do you know what's rare? Do you know what's really weird? I come harder from a memory. Oh, absolutely. But to get me there takes longer than if I just want. Yeah, it takes so long for me to get there. It's just like. The other day, we was listen, right? We were just fed up with the day. We're yes. like, I can't be it bothered. Long, it was a long day. day yeah. It was like, look, I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna call you in about ten minutes. I'm gonna go masturbate, and yeah. we'll just talk later. Yeah. Okay. It took so long. I was livid. It took I so long. I think my MacBook even died on me. Yeah. I was so angry <laughs> because because you couldn't get there. Yeah, yeah. like it was just taking forever. It takes long like, for me. For me, usually, memory. honestly, I could make myself come in under a minute yeah <gasps> like, i can't do that i can do that real quick i know what i have to do to get real rapid there. shit what's happening people i'm fred santana from the 90s baby show i'm temi alchemy from the 90s baby show yeah i feel like i need to cross my legs you lot are crossing your legs <laughs> man's grown now talking about sex without laughing mm. in it <laughs> um so every episode has icebreakers and I was trying to get some good know, ones for I'm, you too. I was, I was trying to get some I good ones. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to come at me with what yes. I've read. So, <laughs> my first one is what's the freakiest thing that you've done that your co-host doesn't know about? Oh, shit. Do you, do you know that I've done anal? Yeah. <laughs> His face like, like, yeah. Well, I would I know, suspect bro. you of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I think we know a lot about it. I can't lie. That person. one was a new one. What I just said was actually, you didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, I, I didn't did know that. that. Okay. I even didn't know I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was I even tried to even a woman. So I'll, that would be my one. Like, he literally just found so out. So, for Aina, was that you performing or... <laughs> I forgot it could go the other yeah. way. Yeah. Of course, or like, was gnashing her like. Were you pegged? Like, what? have you ever been pegged? pegged. Like, what's you... pegged? So That's like, what YSK did, bro. Can you peg? So, <laughs> <laughs> then what's this peg? So pegging is when a woman would wear a strap on. Oh, no, okay, no? Strapped no? on, getting straddled. Not no, put it on. No, no, Mad. So your question is, what's the freakiest thing? Yeah, that Freaky. Temi doesn't know about. Mm. Oh, she knows a lot, blood, yeah. blood. Man knows a lot. Man's very open, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Through other shows or even stuff that's off 
off um Cam and Mike. Doesn't know about. I can't lie, that masturbate might be the freakiest thing man's done. Still. Yeah, he's thrown me off. Man, that. Yeah. even like man really me. grabbed up ting and did myself. Yeah, he, he had sex on a bus. Like he yeah. told me he that. He had sex a while on a bus. She. <laughs> oh man. You know what? No, no, because you're the second person to tell me that, and I'm like, how was it? A busy bus? Was it? We'll get to it. He needs to say his freakiest thing or I've just something freaky then. And I'll tell you whether I know it or not. Freaky. Either way, listeners and Georgette don't know. Tell it. your story and I'll think of my freaky. Okay, go. Okay, so basically, man's coming back from um, coming back from my girlfriend at the time, her dad's house. Okay. And I, we couldn't do nothing in the house. You know, kids were like, fuck it, let's just leave early, bruv. We need to go have yeah, sex. Yeah. Now, I don't know why, but for some reason, it's not like we haven't been on a bus horny before, but we was like, right, the bus is empty upstairs. Go upstairs. Went upstairs. Start fingering it a little bit, but we're not sitting at the mm-hmm. back. We're trying to almost, we're sitting two seats from the back, trying to make it look like we're not doing <laughs> it's not the You know yeah. what I'm saying? Man, supposed to be inconspicuous about it. So I fingering it a bit and then, geez, I'm like, fuck it, we might as well just do it here, bruv. Fucking gets on top of me. But obviously she's like got her hands on the on the seat in front, <laughs> innit? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we think that that's going to be like sly or something. And she's literally, she was wearing, was she wearing a skirt? I think she was wearing a skirt. Oh, skirts are amazing, bro. Oh, what <laughs> thing? Girls need to start wearing skirts. Wait, 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 so Winter skirt, bruv. Were Dungaree, you like... unyashable at the moment, bruv. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Man, oh, that's so strong. off real quick. Um, <laughs> were you like pumping from underneath or was it her No, no, her no, bouncing? she was pumping. Because so if man's... Because man take it too far with man. Man can't just pump lightly. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> man, man, you know too when you pump, it, you need like, to pump. Like, don't forget where man is. But yeah, but you'll bus. get excited. Like, <laughs> so I was just letting her sort of pump and she was just jumping. But it was it wasn't like going up and down yeah, mad. Yeah, it was yeah. like sly ones. But A grindy thing. Yeah, then yeah. We, then we was like, it's getting too peak. Let's get off. Then we went to Hyde Park, bruv. And you finished in Hyde Park? Finished in Hyde Park. Got nabbed as well. Did you? Yeah, got nabbed. Yeah. What happened? One guy, one guy was watching. <laughs> 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 one guy was enjoying the so show. So had a viewer. He was gnashing, having good time. Good times, doggy. Having a great time in the pathway. You know when it's dark, so we've climbed over. <laughs> like We're thinking no one's there. Or whoever's see, there yeah. is doing the same thing. So no one cares. And then uh, she... Um, she saw a light or something. She saw something flash. She said, "Oh wait, there's someone there." Yeah. So I'm just still doing my thing. Like, what are you like so about? whatever. Like, no <laughs> She's like, "Right now, there's someone there," and then she kind of like moved out. So I was like, "Right, this must be serious." And then the guy said, "Oh, like, please don't stop." Like, she looked like she was enjoying herself. No. Me like a dick, and I'm there smiling. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, you getting his dick." Enjoying. Yeah, you're right. Still. <laughs> and then um, he was just like, "Yeah, man, my name's Nico. I just came out of prison." Rah. And I was like, "Yeah, man, needs to check out." Because <laughs> I don't know what he's on. He's like, oh, "Make sure you come back again, man." Dick I'll be out, here. boy. He was bashing. Yeah, man got caught my dick out. Bro. I was watching live porn. Madness. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was actually it. From the bus to the park, boy. <laughs> Hyde Park. Man's I'm not really an outdoorsy. I've had sex on um, South Bank before. Okay. But you know that. <laughs> I can't remember. He was shaking his head. He's like, what? Go on. Okay, go on then. Go on, go on, go on. I can't remember right now. So basically, I met a ting once, yeah. And um, I was meant to be going football. So I went. But she was ready to come back and link me ASAP. I was thinking, mm. I might have to leave ball early. <laughs> <blood."> <laughs> I left. <laughs> I left. <laughs> I was, didn't have nowhere. I didn't want to bring it back to the yards. So man, hit the South Bank blood. And like, 
you know, like down on the sand. Yeah. Oh, but there's the underneath. That's the, fake sand, uh, though. Is it? No, it's not. That's not real sand. What are you talking sand? about? The, the construction sort of sand, like that's sandbags. what I mean. That's real that's sand. Nah, that's fake on, sand. On, on, on the River Thames. <laughs> on the River <laughs> On the River Thames. <laughs> the River Thames. <laughs> what did you just say? Was it icy? <laughs> was it icy? If it was, that's no, grit. It was, it was on a log. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's an underneath yeah. bit. Go on a log. It was the same as yours, really. It wasn't. I wasn't pumping. Yeah, she yeah. was on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I was yeah. enjoying, but then I had sex out of a window once, hmm. like because in uni, my uni house, the window opened outwards yeah. nicely. Yeah. So I opened it outwards and I put, put her, her up on the her body no. outside. <laughs> and Imagine was she dropped. It. <laughs> was dogging it. You're outside going to jail, like. you're going to serious jail. Outside the window, like. as well, like. pumping away. Then there was one oh. time I went to. You might know this one. I don't know. Mm. Like. Mm. Me and my boy was walking home high, innit? Then there was these two girls who were just walking towards each other. Yeah. But um, at the time we had stopped, like met. Mm. It was their house, innit? Mad. They said, like, "Come inside." Oh, what, just on a chance thing? Random like, girls. We knew them. Oh, oh okay, you may have okay. seen random Yeah, no, no, was just some random We had never had sex with them before. Okay. Right. So he went in her room. Fam, we wasn't talking for very long. They was meant to be cooking. Like, they had just come back from the grocery <laughs> store. They was supposed to be cooking. Ended up going into her room, fucking her. He was fucking the other one. And another girl messaged me. So I'm like, well, shit, someone else wants to fuck. So you well, brought her in? No, nah, so uh. I went there. But basically, on the way, this, I might have told you this bit. Because I, I wasn't sure I was going to get it back up. So I washed my dick in the sink. Because yeah. man didn't want to transfer things, innit? <laughs> He's courteous with it. <laughs> so I washed my dick in the sink. In her sink. <laughs> I, I went in the bathroom, washed my dick. I said, I, I got to go now, innit? Oh, said, what about him? I said, <laughs> he knows his way home. <laughs> like, he's not coming with me. He knows his way, innit? <sighs> Two twos, he ended up robbing the girl's house, bro. Wait, oh what? But, but I had left. That's why he, I don't know, he's mad in it. So he ended up robbing the girl's house. So I'm in the taxi to the next girl's house, mm. thinking, rah, what if I'm not able to get it up? So I started watching back. porn in the back seat in it of the taxi in it. Tonked off in the Stroking off in the cab. Got there. <laughs> and the piped and piped as well. No. You didn't have headphones. Were you watching porn out loud or on mute? No, nah, uh, mute. <laughs> mute. <laughs> it was on mute. Okay, okay, fine, fine, a silent yeah. porno, blood in the back seat. You know what, yeah. So like I remember one time I fucked a guy, right? And he washed his dick in the hotel sink before leaving and I was just like that's weird why are you doing that man's going to pipe again <laughs> yeah or or he's going someone's going to come smell his, his dick something like that so I was just let like me smell oh, okay, 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 I, I get it I get it I get it let me smell your dick man I have to wash it blood I have a cum stain on my own cock <laughs> where did that come from but I was mad confused <laughs> I was so confused head but looking then, whitish dry drip what's going on here fam I've got a thing that I like to do shit that kind of other people aren't really on. That would be considered like a taboo. A taboo. I like a taboo. I like dirtiness. Is it? Yeah. You're dirty, innit? I'm savage Dan. It's not a joke. It's not a name for banter. This again. This, this is legitimate. <laughs> this is real stuff. So savage. Yeah. That's like for you. Yeah. Fuck's sake, man. <clears throat> okay. So we'll I think you should then. eat ass. 2019, you've got to eat ass six times. Six is easy. Okay. Do it then. Okay. You ain't done it ages ago. You, but Sir Savage. Hi. How are you? I'm great. 
You are a savage also. Is it? Yeah. Why do you think so? I just know. I can see in the eyes. You can't see shit. I can. Unfortunately, I can. You they can. give you away. Now, I've got like pure eyes. <laughs> Is that what you call them? <laughs> yeah. I think I have very pure eyes. Um, and like, unless you get close to me, then you don't know how I am. Okay. That sounded mad sexual, innit? As in, you're even putting on bedtime voice. You're actually <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> Somebody save me! <laughs> <laughs> so yes, guys, I have Savage Dan with me um, for the last episode of the year because obviously, like I said, I'm I'm trying to keep guys coming. Oh God, I'm trying to keep guys coming. Wow! In. Whoa! I'm trying. <laughs> Just go with it. I'm tra- I'm trying to keep guys coming in um, uh, for as long as possible, basically. No girls. I've had girls already. Okay. So I'm, I'm trying to do a wait. Like, are we talking about the pod or? Yeah. Oh. oh, oh! You tell me. Yeah, yeah, of course. Both, yeah, for both. Yeah, yeah, for both. Yeah, that's good. So, Dan's icebreakers. Right, if you could have sex with one old school porn star, old school. Yeah, who would it be? What era? Like nineties to the early two thousands. So, like the elite porn stars. They weren't really that dirty then. Really? I didn't think so. Um, okay, well, <coughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, just one. I mean, just, just out of respect, I feel like you have to go towards the pinkies. and. Yeah, so like that era, I definitely wouldn't pick pinky. Neither would I. I. Okay, so who would you pick? The thing is, I just don't have that much respect for that era of porn. I don't wear the current era. I said I just don't think they they gave it their all. I really don't. Not even so, like yeah. a. Give me one. A, a Cherokee. Yeah, Cherokee was alright, and then but she's in the same league as the Jade of Fire, and just I think they're all just in that same kind of league. Do you know who it would probably be out of that whole bunch yeah. from before? Olivia Lovely. Okay, why her? Because she was dirtier. So you just want them to be filthy yeah. and you don't think they're filthy enough. Yeah. I feel like they were just having sex on camera with big bums. Hmm. I don't know. In fact, let me get, let me put some respect on Cherokee because she did her thing. She definitely did her thing. Yeah. Um. I personally find her too intimidating for me. She is a, she's, she's, she's a lot. Yeah. She's definitely a lot. Um. Who was bad from them kind of times? There's a couple Latin, like Monica Matos. Mm. She was around, I suppose, them kind of times. Do you know who it, who it would be, actually? Guaranteed, I know who it would be. She's that in-between era, I'd say. Jasmine Cashmere. 100%. She was sick. That's my, that that's like my thing. One of my first ever yeah. porns that I, porns, yeah, that I watched her in Melrose Fox. Yeah. That, yeah. that was yeah, it such has to be a Jasmine, sick video. Yeah, yeah, it has to be Jasmine Cashmere for me, actually. Okay. Yeah. Has okay. to be, has to be. Okay. Um, have you ever said the wrong name during sex? Never. Never? Never. Even like thought it and been like, oh. I thought about other girls at some point, but I've never said it. I don't even think I've called a girl's name, like even during her name. Sex? Yeah. Why am I going to be saying, ah, 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 Sarah, <laughs> or ah, Sophie? <laughs> 
Like, you see like, why am <laughs> So what do you say? Bitch. I don't mind bitch. Slut. Mm-hmm. My, my little porn star. Whatever it is, I'm just saying whatever comes to my head. But last thing that's coming to my head at that moment is actually the name, the legitimate name of the person. Not even like a babe. Ah, oh, babe. Maybe. Maybe, but yeah, I would have I would have done babe. But not names. You never said a, a chick's name? No, I don't think so. Nah, you have to call me it's by my name, mad. man. Is it? You have, yeah. to, you have to be called by your name. Yeah, like I like it. Nah, and that's a but, trick. But then, so, so like I like being called like, ah, oh, like that bitch. Yeah. Or yeah. just or, yeah, or, just anything that just get yeah, in your head, basically. But like sometimes, like nah, I might think just grab the throat or whatever and just do say dirty bitch or no names for you. Yeah, the whole name thing. If I started doing it, that's when I would probably have got it wrong. Because <laughs> 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 then you actually have to think about who you're oh, having sex with. I just yeah. 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 Okay. Right, icebreakers. These are gonna be triggering. How important is sex to you in a relationship? Ooh, um, sex. Ooh, so sex to me, it fluctuates. I think it depends on my mindset. Yeah. Um, typically sex isn't really that important to me in a relationship. I think that when it comes to feeling that we understand each other, feeling that we support each other, feeling that we are on the same page, um, and feeling that we listen to one another mm -hmm. is more important because that then leads to good sex. Yeah. Um, outside of that, because I did the whole like five love languages test. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, it turns out that mine go in this order. So first it's acts of service. Okay. Then it is... Oh my God, acts of service, words of affirmation, yeah. then quality time. Okay. Then physical touch. Okay. Then receiving gifts. Oh. So I, I'm very much, I think it's probably also because I'm very work oriented yeah. and I grew up feeling like my work was my first love and mm. everything else came second, which is probably not the best way to look at things. Yeah. But, um, looking at it that way that is probably why i show my love that way as yeah. well as i like to receive my love mm -hmm, that way mm -hmm. so sex is to answer the question very directly not very important. important yeah that's cool um when i did my love languages thing to be fair i i read the whole book and i was like this is incredible but my top two were quality time and words of affirmation mm. like like i scored the both wait i scored the same amount on both which to me made like complete sense because i'm very much like i just want your time yeah um when i'm dating or in a relationship i'm not someone that like like i don't like all the fancy shit so like trips to the shard i would rather you didn't but just us spending quality time like that could be like going for a walk or yeah, like binging on like walk. Netflix. Just something to me that is more important. Mm -hmm. um, and then in terms of how important sex is to me in a relationship, um, in my earlier relationships, which I will get into further on into the episode, 
it wasn't important to me at all. Yeah. But I've been with people who it was so important to them and I had to be like, how do I keep up with that? Yeah, yeah, that that's definitely a thing. I think trying to, feeling, because it, it becomes a bit of a pressuring thing, yeah. doesn't it? Because mm-hmm. also like, if you go into a relationship and like the first couple of times you've had sex, you've had incredible sex that yeah. lasts for hours yeah. and then you realize sex is very important and it's like oh shit i have how to keep doing I, this yeah. yeah how yeah. how am i gonna keep up but then i think also that's the curse that we put on ourselves when we don't communicate yeah because once you do communicate and you're like listen like i don't think i can do this like amazing like three hour Every like time. marathon mm-hmm. like all the time and then like no it's not that it's just i want to feel close to you mm-hmm. um it's very different and then you you kind of look at it a different way and yeah. it's a failure that we all kind of come to every so often that we get very insular about mm. our insecurities about it because we feel like we don't want it to make them feel like we're not into the relationship yeah. or we don't want it to seem like we can't keep up yeah or we don't want it to seem like we can't we can't give them what it is that they want but a relationship is a two-way thing. Yeah. So, Ugh, you know, it's quite tricky. Episode. Okay. My next icebreaker. Have you ever been heartbroken slash broken someone else's heart? Oh, that's really deep. Um, I have been heartbroken. There was this one guy that I was so into... And I remember because I actually had a Tumblr that I used to write poetry oh, on. Oh, shit. And he had called me while I was, I think, in sixth form mm. and said he really wanted to see me. And I was like, yes, I'll come straight away. Like, I had a free period last um, period of the day. So I left early and I went up to his and it was Fillimore Gardens in Kensal Green. Yeah. Kensal Rise, sorry. And I remember standing outside for an hour and 45 minutes and then it started raining and even when it started raining, I stood there for another 30 minutes calling, texting, and he didn't respond at all. And I remember standing there in the rain, angrily like writing this poem, being like, I'm standing on the corner of Fillmore oh Gardens God. and you won't hear my call, like at all. And then we never spoke again after that. Um, so that really messed me up. Oh my god i wish you guys could like see my face i'm literally here with my mouth wide open yeah that that like messed me up a lot and i think in terms of breaking hearts it's unfortunate to say i'm definitely not proud to say Mm -hmm. but i have yeah and i don't know it's a fuck up yeah it's so it's so messy because like you when you're in something and then you think, you know, something's going wrong and you can't articulate it or you don't know how to articulate it or communication has been fraught before when you've tried to articulate it. And same with them. I'm not putting anything on anyone uh, yeah, else. Like, yeah. you know, maybe they felt that they can't articulate something to me. Um, and then what happens is you internalize yeah. and you make some very rash and yeah. stupid, selfish decisions. And then you realize, oh, shit, no, what, what am I doing? Like, yeah. why am I doing this? Yeah. And by then it's too late mm-hmm. and it all comes out. Yeah. And then you end up destroying them, destroying the perception that they had of the relationship that you have. Mm-hmm. And then 
you don't know like you you can't do anything yeah um so yeah but i think in in saying i've broken hearts i've damaged my own yeah definitely oh my god it's never a situation where it's like oh have you broken hearts and like gotten out of it like no. scot-free like, like because something dies in you every yeah, time you like, do it i don't believe um when people like especially online ch- try and act like they're like completely savage like yeah I've broken hearts i'm a savage like i don't care and i'm just like that shit sticks with you yeah like I I can openly say that I've had my heart broken, but I've also broken hearts and it has been the worst thing to have to deal with to, to think this person's pain is of a result of my actions. Exactly. It's what you have done. Yeah. You did that. And and to just kind of like accept that and be able to almost sit in it and be completely accountable and be like, okay, like I did that. Professional dominatrix is we charging for our time. Mm-hmm. Lifestyle dominatrix, there's someone that does it for the love. I'm a lifestyler as well as a professional, professional but yeah, predominantly yeah. I'm more professional than I am a lifestyler. Okay. And you know, um, my lifestyler submissives, they still contribute to my lifestyle. Okay. So they kind of tend to, my subs, I like them to tribute me either weekly or monthly. And then... I spend a lot of time with them. Like I have one submissive, he's um, he pays his allotted money and then like he comes, he cleans my house. He does other bits and pieces for wait. me. Wait, <gasps> oh, so somebody comes, no wait, somebody pays to clean your house. Yeah, cause that's what I want him to do. Cause it's about me. So <laughs> is there like sex involved? No, that's another thing. Like you can also understand like, if you're in a relationship and you're in a BDSM relationship yeah. and you have a partner, yeah. then yes, yeah, sex would be involved. Um, some professionals, they might do, not all, so I'm making this shit very clear. Mm. Most professionals who do um, BDSM related services, it is there is no sex involved. Okay. Yeah, so. I think I'm like- Are you, are you confused? Are you no, up to speed? Like, or are you <laughs> understanding? Let's okay, talk to okay. I'm gonna question me ever so slightly. That's cool. Because I mean, A, I think that's sick. Ladies, everybody needs a cleaner. Everyone needs a cleaner. Because no one don't want to do no cleaning. Like, I almost feel like I need to step my pussy up because (laughs) (laughs) I have a cleaner, but I pay her. Like, no one pays to clean my house. Okay, cool. But everybody's fantasy is different. Like, just like how I say to people, like, you know, some men, they like, they like they like the Indian girls. Some men like black girls. Yeah, some yeah, men yeah. like blondes. Some men like big tits. Some men like bums. Some men like feet. Some men like legs. You know, everybody's different. Mm. And I think that's what the beautiful thing is about BDSM. It doesn't matter what you're into. They're somewhere along the line, you'll find someone that is into the same thing as yourself. Okay. When did you start doing BDSM? To be fair like I kind of always done it because I've always been the bully in my relationships the bully love that a bedroom bully yeah I have yeah even even sexually like yeah. if men I've had sex with guys and I didn't really rate what they're doing mm. I'll be like I'm not feeling this okay. but I'm very honest with people yeah, that same. I feel that like a lot of women especially when people find out what I do mm. Some, it goes one or two ways with women. Either they're completely horrified or they're completely fascinated. I'm fascinated. 
And for me, I always say that, you know, if you're ashamed of sex, that comes to one or two things. Yeah. You know, like that's down to culture and religion. That's what I normally tend to find. find. As a black woman myself, mm-hmm. yes, I'm black people. <laughs> um, I find that growing up in the house that I did, because I grew up with my grandparents as well as my mother. Yeah. Um, they were very, they were religious, but they weren't religious. So religion has a lot to play. Like, yeah, of course. You know, patriarchy is real. Of course. That's why we got so much issues going mm-hmm. on at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, and I also feel like a lot of people are not really taking responsibility for their shit. They're mm-hmm. not owning their shit. Like, there's a lot of that going on. Whereas BDSM, you have to kind of own your shit. Yeah, yeah. You have to own your shit for real, for real. <laughs> um. Right, so you said a, a little while ago that you made content. Yes. So do you do porn as well? Yes, I do BDSM porn. Okay. So. Where? Um, I make it online. So how I tend to make my porn, I kind of got different things that I like to do. Yeah. So as I was saying earlier, when I like strap on play. Yeah. So for those who don't know, strap on play is when a woman fucks a guy with a strap on or a woman or a transgender. So that's one of the kinks that I'm into. Yeah, yeah. So, but I also like fisting too. That's pretty cool. We're going to get there. <laughs> We're going to get there. So where is your content? Like, where, uh, well, there's lots of different, this is the thing where people need to pay for your porn, people. Yeah. Do not buy, do not go to the free porn sites. Yeah, yeah because at the end of the day, it's misogynistic. It's, it's edited down. You know, don't get me wrong, because I've got content that's out there. I've got free porn out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because that's about people getting to know who the fuck I am. Yeah. Like, I've got that as a business capacity. Yeah. But then I've also got a YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. As well. You know, there's many different ways. Mm-hmm. To me, porn is marketing for me, for people to come and session with me. Yeah. Um, there's a multitude of sites online that you can go and pay for your porn, okay. whether it be clips for sale, I want clips, kink bomb, many vids, adult work. And all of your content is on these sites yeah. Okay, okay, yeah all okay. my content's on those guys sites. check that out check it out so, um, check it out i'm gonna be filming in the next couple of weeks actually. are you yeah. <laughs> you just reminded me okay okay um so the content's there mm-hmm. you know that is what people don't realize is that when you don't pay for porn and you get it um via the tube sites yeah. it's fake Oh, I tell everybody, porn is entertainment. I cannot stress this enough. Like, what people don't realise is back in 2012, when they had, I'm sure you probably are aware Mm -hmm. of the porn demonstration, Mm -hmm. and they changed the laws to, um, about porn. And they've gone to back to a very archaic and very draconian thing. Yeah. But fundamentally, it was never about porn. It was about policing the internet. Yeah. You know? And the people who were affected by the laws changing in porn were actually women. Yeah. Predominantly. It's the small business owners like myself who make content. We're the ones that got affected by it most. It's like, I can make porn here and I can sell it overseas. Mm. People can still buy content, Mm -hmm. but because I'm here making porn, I can get done for that. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If I do extreme caning, yeah. If I do, if I if I do water sports, yeah. if I do hard sports, okay. For those who don't know what water sports and hard sports yeah, is, that's please. kissing and defecation. Um, defecation as in feces. Okay. 
Yeah. So would you like shit on someone? Yeah, I do that. You shit on people? Yeah. And I force them to eat it too. Hold on, I just need to put my drink down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm pretty screw. extreme. Screw, is it? Screw, 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 That's what my screw. daughter would say. We're just going to park for a second. Cause you, you, you said that like it was so casual. All right, so. But it is. For me. For you, yeah. 100. So you shit on people. Like what? Like on their chest? Like like on their face? Like Anywhere. Do they ask where they want you to shit? Or do some you say... do or some don't. It really does depend. Okay, cool. So you, you shit on them. Mm. And then you make them eat it. Yeah, some of them, that's their arousal. That's their kick. That's their fetish. Yeah. As I said to you earlier, where people people need to understand, fetish is no different from someone having a preference. Yeah. I you know? You. I hear you. It tends to go back to, because I'm also training to be a counsellor. Okay. So it does tend to go back to things that they've gone through in their past, mm. particularly when they're, maybe when they're growing up, and that's how they've chosen to get gratification out of it. Okay. You know, and not just that, like, we live in an age of porn. A lot of people think porn's bad because, you know, um, it's an extremity. But I tell everybody, porn is entertainment. Mm. You can actually learn from it because ain't no one watching gay man porn and sucking cock as good as gay man. <laughs> it's a bit like, that. That's, that's just my philosophy in life. Ain't no one going to suck dick like another man because another man is, not unless if you've got, Good communication. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the one thing I always harp on about why I love BDSM so much more. Because before you do anything with anybody, you have to communicate. communicate for real. You have 100%. to set the boundaries. Yeah, yeah. You need to set the T's and Z's, the terms and conditions. Like that's the very big difference between swinging and fetish. Yeah. Because I used to swing myself okay. with my my previous partner. Like okay, so. Let's list the things that you've done. Porn. Yeah. BDSM. Yeah. When it's, I make BDSM porn, so I haven't really uh, okay. done okay. proper porn porn. Okay, so I'll, I'll but say I do, porn. I do, do, I do have a lot of porn connections because I'm a member of the UK's Porn Association. Okay. So that's how I know a lot about what's going on law-wise. Yeah. Because it's my job to. Yeah, Because yeah. if I don't know, I'm not able to make money out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and if... I don't if I'm not aware of what's going on I'm unable to steer my business yeah accordingly yeah yeah you know so we've got porn dominatrix mm-hmm. what else um prostitution no I ran prostitutes you ran prostitutes <laughs> yeah I used to that's how I kind of started um I used to do receptioning for okay um an escort agency okay and i'm a bit of a gobby cow <laughs> if i'm honest okay go i on. went into it via um one of a family friends one of their people yeah and um she always used to like my voice you know you know what <laughs> i'm so sorry to cut you when I, I called you the first time yeah and you answered the phone honestly i came off the phone like shit like your voice is very seductive like extremely seductive i was a bit confused because i was just like i felt like i called just to have a conversation about the podcast and i kind of came off the you phone got finessed like, yeah <laughs> finessed me and i was just like nah i'm unfinessable first of all but you finessed me but that's because it's my job to finesse yeah professional finesse there you go i might ask for some tips <laughs> when you're ready let me know <laughs> but um 
so when I started out, it was very much like, I was like, you're not running your business right. Mm. Um, first and foremost, I like, I'm, I'm a nerd. And if I can see, I will look at anything and I look at it and I'm like, you're not doing this effectively enough or you're not promoting yourself right. I have a very good attitude for business. Mm. Like, so um, basically from that, she was like, oh, you think you're so good? Well, come and run my business then. So I was like, okay. okay. So she started, She her business started from making 10K and then I flipped it and turned it to 40 in the space of six months. Okay, and then w- when you say that you were... I w- so when I say I used to run it, yeah, I used yeah. to answer the phones, I used to make bookings, so for clients to go and see different types of escort. Okay. So that's how I started. Then I was like, why am I working all these hours for you yeah, when else. I can go and run this money for myself? Mm-hmm. So I learned from her a lot. And I'm very grateful what I learned. Yeah. You know? And then that's when I started my own stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's when I started my own agency. And then I used to have girls that used to come work for me. I used to run flats, saunas. Um, and then I stopped for a little while because I'd got with my previous, my ex-partner. Yeah. Um, I also have a daughter as well. My daughter's going to be 18 in six weeks, which is really Does she scary. know what you do? Yes, because my daughter's dad turned around when she was 11 and told her. Oh, so, okay. Um, now she knows more. I don't really do the escort stuff. She knows predominantly about domination. Mm-hmm. so she don't clean the house so you can imagine the 17 year old that don't clean house and don't have no chores okay, okay, she so thinks she's fancy having a 17 year old daughter how do you have that conversation with her like what yeah how because to be I... honest I see like things a lot of things regarding sex everything needs to come from your parents yeah I agree yeah I'm very much that if you're not honest with your children, it's like, I always remember my daughter being two or three. And I was watching, I was, I remember I was at my cousin's house. I used to live with my cousin. And I'm doing, I'm being domesticated. I'm ironing and I'm watching my TV programs and I put her down to have a nap. Yeah. And I happen to be watching um, these women have labor and give birth. And then my daughter saw it and I didn't know that she was awake because she was quite quiet when she came into the room. And she was like, she took her dummy out of her mouth and she was like, Mummy, babies come from minis? I was like, Yeah, yeah, they do come yeah. from minis. <laughs> There's no stalk. There's no stalk. Yeah. Babies come from minis. Yeah, yeah. So it's that. Like, I've always had that honest. If if a child asks me a question, I don't care who you are, like, if they ask me, I'll say to them, You better go and ask your parent. Mm. If they come back to me a second time, then I'll be like, Well, this is what it is. Mm. So I've always had that very honest conversation with my daughter. Yeah. Like she knows about smear tests. She knows that she knew about everything from a very young age because she would be with me. Yeah. You know, sometimes I would have to go, we have to go to the fact of life. Yeah. We have to go to the clinic or we're going to wherever we're going to. And like my daughter would be like, mommy, why are we going here? I'd be like, well, I need to go to the mini doctor to check that my mini's okay. That's cool, yeah. You know? So she'd be like, okay, fine. I think that is so good because I know, and even for me, like as well, like I never spoke to my parents about sex until I was maybe like, maybe 19, 20. Hmm. And I think by then it was a bit too late 
And I definitely feel like that is a conversation that parents need to have, you have to, the, with their kids. For the age that we are living in right now and the way that paedophilia is so rife, yeah. it's not conversations that you might not want to have with your children, but you need, but you to. need to have yeah, that 100. open dialect. I feel it's so important that you know what's going on because how paedophiles fundamentally move mm. and how people who are abusive fundamentally move is about keeping secrets. And that's the one thing that the rule in my house, we don't really have much rules, but we don't keep secrets. Yeah. And that's the thing that used to be a very much a bone of contention with my daughter's dad and myself because he would tell her things and she'd be like, he would be like, oh, that's just me and you secret. Yeah, and yeah. that thing used to bother me so much because you're inviting in my eyes, you're inviting deceit, mm-hmm. you're inviting grooming mm. subconsciously, mm. you know? My my, I love my stepmom dearly. She always would say this: "Tell the truth, I let the devil be shamed." Mm. She's very religious. Even like my 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 mum my mum and my dad, my God rest his soul, my yeah. dad's died. But all my family know what I do. Like my nephews, my nieces, everybody knows. Lady Andromeda is a, is a dominatrix. <laughs> Lady Andromeda. So I had a look at your profile on XXX Pandit. Oh wow! Yeah. But yeah. I do a little bit of research. You were stalking me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw there. A little bit. Yeah, saw there. So I kind of wanted to go through the things that you said that you do, okay. because I think it would be interesting for people to hear. So we've talked about strap on play, mm-hmm. foot fetish. Yeah. So I feel like most people would know that, but just in case there's someone that is like, "What the hell is is foot fetish?" Well, that's about people who are attracted to feet. I hate feet. I like feet. So is that like people? It can be a multitude of different things. Some people, they might like the toes. Some people might like watching the wrinkly parts of your soles. You know, some people like cheesy feet. Like I have a friend, his thing is sweaty, cheesy feet. See, that's the thing that I'm gets so, him off. How that would turn me off so quickly. Yeah, I but would I'm dry just break up. it. I would break it down to you slightly different. What's the first thing you do when you're a baby? When people turn you on the lap, what's the first thing you see? Feet. Yeah. And us women, what do we tend to do? Paint our toes, Um... make them look pretty. There you go. Okay, okay, (laughs) fine, fine. Um, Arse worship. Yeah. What's that? Well, stay in the office. That's like, I get people, sometimes I smother them with my bum. Um, it can be a multitude Sorry, of things. Sorry, I'm not going to lie, right? You said that and the first thing that came to my mind was um, Rikishi from WWF. Yeah. Sorry, go on. No, I want you to go there because <laughs> I'm like, mm, I'm interested now. You pricked my ears. No, so um, Rikishi was a wrestler. Yeah. Um, And that was like one of his moves. Yeah. Anyone that watched yeah, wrestling I know. Yeah, would know. But he would like run from one side to the of the ring run to the to the other and then like smother someone's face with his ass yeah basically basically that yeah well sometimes i tease them and taunt them so How? like i know that they want they want me to like i'll restrain them so like i'll strap them down yeah and i know if that's their fetish i'll get real close to them like that and say you can't touch but i can smell your breath so the ultimate prick tease basically shit okay Jerk off instructions. Oh. What? Even for me. 
I mean, I can get an, an idea of it edging just from like is fun. common sense. What? Yeah, jerk off instructions are basically edging instructions. So I don't know, like, have you ever called your partner and say, babes, let's, let's have phone sex. Yeah. And you've told him how to wank. That's what it is. And you tell them to stop. Sometimes if I'm feeling nice, I might let them come. And then there's other times I don't. And then even if you tell them to not come. It's about self-control. They just, nah. I always know when they're about to come and I'll be like, stop. And they're, and I'm, they're like, what? I'm like, stop wanking your fucking cock. Okay. All right. Oh, God. I'm that like, okay. The next one. Come eating instructions. Yeah, that's a bit obvious, isn't it? You see, one thing I like about men. Men expect women to, they can come in our mouth and we're supposed to swallow it. Mm-hmm. Now, I just did the reverse, really. I let them come, but then you have to lick the cum off of your, you have to eat Their the cum. own cum. Yeah. It's very funny because you can always tell. This is why it's about eating right. Because <laughs> <laughs> if their diet is terrible, then they're not going to want come, it. It will show in their okay. cum. And I always think it's hilarious because sometimes, especially if I'm doing webcam and I've got them on webcam additionally and I can see what they're doing and, they're, and they start, they eat the cum and you can see sometimes they gag. It, it Nothing is as funny as that. Because a lot of people don't realise that if you eat, drink a lot of alcohol, mm. that affects your cum. 100%. You know, if you, if you eat and ingest certain types of food, it can affect your cum. Yeah. You know, so it's quite funny. So I normally tell my submissives, make sure you eat right, yeah? <laughs> so, okay, so, but, so let's just say that they are wanking, right? Mm-hmm. And you allow them to come mm-hmm. and they come like in their hand or on their hand. Yeah, then you eat it from your hand, lick it off. I want to see it look sexy. So I make them look at, make it seductive for me, for my entertainment. <laughs> because that's the thing. It, with my submissives, it's about how they're going to entertain me. You, yeah. Yeah. And in certain times, people will refer to it as topping from the bottom. So the sub will tell the, the mistress or the dominant party what they want. Mm. Does it, You can tell me what you want. Don't mean you're going to get it. Mm. I'm not going to lie. That one's kind of spun me. Like, the rest, I was kind of cool with, but... My God, what would you have maybe done if- because because I've I've never watched a guy eat their own cum. Yeah, I I have a friend. She made me laugh that she was getting her submissive boyfriend to wank, and he came in his eye. And when she told me that story, I was rolling <laughs> on the floor. You know, and and his cum came in his mouth as well, like because he had projectile because he hadn't come for a while. So it went out full force. And he, and he was move. standing up. He was standing up while he was wanking. It just went shung in his eye and in his mouth. And I just thought that was hilarious. So these are the these are the things that make me giggle. Shits and giggles. <sighs> Makes me giggle. Um, small cock humiliation. Okay, that's about men. Some men get kicks out of being mocked for their cock. Basically. Like cock shaming. Yeah cock shaming dick shaming yeah 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 okay. so like that they they get off on the fact that their cock's small and they know that their cock's small and that's more of a psychological play i yeah. will say 
and that's what they get gratification for the fact that they know they've got a small cock they know how humiliating because the society that we live in is about men are supposed to have big Big, juicy cocks Mm -hmm. and it's not always that way yeah you know some people that's their thing I like it I think it's quite funny but I like to lock up cocks as well so chastity okay so that's basically them being caged so they can't come and when they wake up in the morning when they get a hard on it hurts because it's locked up yes I should have brought some things for you. I actually wish you had. I did contemplate it, but I just didn't have time. And I was like, hold on, where is the chastity device? But then I realised I've got a submissive in chastity at the moment. So that's why I've, um, I haven't got it in the house. Okay, so this submissive that's in it right now, mm-hmm. so their dick is just locked up. Yeah. How long has it been locked up for? A month. Just- a month? That's nothing. There's people I know that I follow on socials. Their their submissives have been locked up for like two years, year. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So they're not allowed to come, basically. With a with a um, chastity device, uh, most men can still urinate. It usually tends to have like a little hole in the middle. Yeah. What so about they can like? Be- Morning wood. Yeah, it's going to hurt. Nah. No, it's good. <laughs> because then it trains their mind. It's about training them to the way that you want them to be. That's what a lot of doms do. Yeah. We, we, we train our submissives to the way that we want them. Every woman is different. Yeah, yeah. You know? Some women, they, they will want their, their partner to be in chastity all the time. Yeah. And it's about them pleasuring them. About their submissive pleasuring the woman like there's cockholding yeah for those who don't know cockholding is when um men allow their partners to go and sleep with other guys it's a very interesting power dynamic you know and it's also one of those things that is very taboo as well mm. so with that right would that be a case where your partner would allow you to go and have sex with another guy or would it be like so say you had I'll break it down for you in a flip reverse just think of a cheating man that's got women here there and everywhere but got their wife at home yeah same thing flip reverse Mm -hmm. (laughs) but then do you ever have like a sub that wants his partner to watch yeah you having sex with them yeah yeah sometimes I've had that and I'm like no it's alright no (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes when I was with my previous partner, then yeah, I used to do I used to do the most. Mm. I'm very content in a different way mm-hmm. with my partner that mm-hmm. I'm with now. So we kind of do a bit more crazy shit. Um crazy shit like Well, I like choking, so that's my thing. Okay. So he he's like, No, I don't want to choke you. I'm like, just choke me, stop being a bitch. To the point where you pass out. Yeah. But that's the thing, with choking, I learned I have a friend, he specialises in breath play games. Mm-hmm. Um, so he taught me how to choke people just to make them pass out. Like I can put someone in a sleeper hold, make them go like that. Damn. I can do it with cord flex, mm. make them go to sleep. Mm. I tend to do rubber tubing because it doesn't leave marks on, on the on the edge of the neck. And obviously because you have your trachea here, yeah. if you're when you're choking someone, 
if you're doing their windpipe, you're you're liable to damage them. Yeah. And that's the thing about BDSM. There's enough workshops and like if you're into BDSM, Google's your best friend. There's mm. places where you can Google and go and find like for example, FetLife is like a kinky Facebook where you can find different groups who are people that are into that, you know, and you can get to know people within the scene, the different BDSM scenes. Yeah. Like there's a big BDSM scene here in London, obviously, and obviously all over the world, you know, so you can go and find out information and find people or go to professionals. Cause that's the one thing I do say to people, like if you want to explore something with a dominant person, sometimes it's actually go and do your research yeah yeah if you find a very good dominatrix that you pay for her time mm-hmm. she will explain to you mm-hmm. most 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 professional doms don't have an issue with um sessioning with partners if they want to go and learn time is money at the end of the yeah. day and if you go to a professional at least you know one it's about safety and two you're in a safe space so if anything goes wrong they're able to help you yeah. and and fundamentally understand okay. what you're trying to achieve you know you have good and bad in every in every prof- profession you know so i do very much say to people go and do your research mm-hmm. on people you know like i'm on adult work adult work i've got feedback like there's different things recommendations and safety precautions that as a submissive person they can come and see someone because there is also a lot of abuse of power yeah you know and a lot of people who are submissive sometimes they feel that they're allowed, they're just supposed to take the to abuse. just take it yeah no yeah, you're yeah. not you know to be fair like i have a lot of respects and admirations for people who are submissive because mm-hmm. fundamentally you're giving me all your power and with that power i've got a lot of responsibility yeah. okay you know and trust is a very big thing do you do fisting yes god yes i can get my hand up to there <laughs> wait, wait, wait. up to your shoulder yeah it's all about training and yeah I've got big hand and you're looking at my hand thinking oh shit I'm, I'm looking at your hands and I'm looking at your my forearm your yes, forearm bitch, yes. and I'm, I'm looking at your entire arm yeah up to your shoulder yeah fisting a guy right yeah so up his arsehole yes up to his rectum how a lot of lube a lot of time and it can be done anything's possible but he had a fetish about medical play and I that's something I do love medical play is a very big fetish where people are into needles they're into the whole experience of going you saw my eyes light up there didn't yeah, you yeah <laughs> I was just like she likes this fisting yeah but, okay and so, the human body is an amazing piece of architecture. Yeah, and I I completely agree and with you. And right? that's why fisting fascinates me, and why I like fisting because the first experience I ever had fisting someone, um, the best piece of advice I got was close your eyes, and just let the body guide you, and that's exactly what I did. And then I was getting further and further in, and I was okay, like, but I'm, "Okay, I'm hearing you right," and and obviously, okay. As a woman, I've personally not been fisted, but I've watched fisting on women. And to me, fisting a vagina makes sense because of how big it can stretch. Obviously, of course, women you can have a baby. Birth. Yeah, like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but picturing someone's 
entire length of their arm yeah. going up somebody's booty hole. Mm-hmm. I just, I, <laughs> I'm actually lost for words on, on my <laughs> own podcast. This has never happened. Like, I, I can't, I cannot visualize it. I can't visualize your arm being up someone's ass. So was it a case where they were like lying flat on a bed? Well, it was a whole, it was a whole scenario. Okay, go on. So basically, um, how it was quite a funny one actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, this was a medical play session, and he wanted to pretend to be a woman and actually give birth. So that was the whole reason behind why my hand got up his bum. There was a, I sessioned with two other people, um, a gentleman and also another lady. Yeah. Um, a lady dom, all tops. So we're doing whatever we're doing. Yeah, yeah. And um, so the reason behind why the whole of my, well, as you can see, as you, yep. as you, mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. you can see, I and for those see. who can't see, I'm not a sl- slim lady, but I'm not a fat lady no. either. I'm a size 14, 16. I'm five foot eight in height and I do have long curly black hair. I will say, you'll see, if you go and Google me on Twitter or Instagram, you shall see me. (laughs) So, um, that was the reason behind why we did it. So like, because my arms were, were quite, actually I, at the time I was bigger. Okay. So, um, and I've lost weight. So it was the whole concept of he wanted to pretend to feel like he was giving Giving birth. birth. So I pushed my hand up there. So we was doing it. And then that's why I had to close my eyes and actually literally feel, which was a really amazing experience. Because How far up did you go? Well, I went quite deep because with the rectum, you have two fences. Yeah. So like you've got the first one. Yeah. And then you got the second one. Once you go f- through the second one, it's clear. You can do what you want. So, but like, <laughs> what are you in? Like, wh- you're in the large intestine, fundamentally. Okay. Um, so after you've gone, so obviously, you, um, I'm explaining this, but I know that people get Google out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Google this shit. Um, so once you've gone into the into the first passage, then yeah. you've got the next set of passage, which is basically the colon and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it twists and it turns. Remember, your internal it, yeah. it, it's quite big, mm-hmm. like it's six foot long. If memory serves me right, don't quote me because I know you people will get on me. <laughs> people are like, no, yeah. it's not. It's actually five foot eleven. Yeah, yeah exactly. Go on, go on. So roughly, I'm just saying. Um, so you feel the body basically and that's why i kind of i'm i'm as i said to you at the beginning i'm a nerd i'm fascinated by how things work particularly the body the body yeah yeah so when i went in i initially went in and then i it curved but everybody is different yeah so there's some people i've i've gone in and done fisting and completely different feeling completely different sensation you know no two bodies are the same yeah so when i went in i just literally just let the body guide me. That's why I closed my, that's why they yeah, say, to close, close your my eyes. eyes yeah. And just enjoy and see what happened. So when I got to a point where I got to here, obviously no more could go. So I was like, oh, the baby's coming now. So you've got to push. So as he was pushing, I was slowly taking my hat, my hand out. And he was like, I can't do it no more. I can't do it. It was, it was pretty dramatic. If anybody had, if anybody <laughs> from a regular, <laughs> 
normal aptitude <laughs> who is not kinky <laughs> saw that shit. They'd be like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck is going on here? Fuck? Okay. So my first question for you <laughs> is who is Mr. O and why is he anonymous? Ah, Mr. O is uh, making repetitive orgasms or originality happen. Um, miss- Shit, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm. Making what? Making repetitive orgasms or originality happen. Oh, because it's O-O-H. Yeah. That is clever. All right. Mr. O. See, if it's just one O, then uh, we'll just go with the orgasms. If we're putting a few O's, then we go originality. Wow. Or orgasms. We'll just throw it in. I'm 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 big on the words. I'm big on the word on wordplay and and finding ways to twist words and make yeah. them more interesting. Um Mr. O is um um is a guy. Okay. He likes writing. Yeah. Um he loves writing. Um he has done so for about 18 about 18 19 years. Mm. He's liked writing. Um, and a uh, nerdy, a nerdy, geeky Nigerian at heart. Love always that. told, always told, book is value, and um, those kind of things never really made sense to me as a child. But then, mm. as I got older, they made a lot more sense because I realised I liked books. And um, I was sixteen, and I went to America for the first time, and I came back and I bought a book by a guy called Eric Jerome Dickey. And it was called Cheaters. And I read that and I thought, wait, a UK version of this type of book with relationships and open happiness and open upset and sadness, but just with black people in the black community could be a totally different book from in the white community. Why don't we have that? And then I literally started saying, okay, well, if I wrote a book, what would it sound like? What would it read like? What audience would you try to reach? Mm. What subjects would you make what you know would be the characters and their main problems and putting them in London I thought well these are the type of things that a lot of people who don't have something to read about that they can relate to this is something that they would read and that was 2001 when I did I did my first book um that was called who is my brother's keeper and ever since then 14 books later here I am Ta-da. 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 And why are you anonymous? Ooh, yeah. okay. Um, all right, well, I'm not ugly, if anyone's ever wondering. A lot of, a lot of, people, a lot of people, a lot of people who've never seen me wonder, are you ugly? Is that why you hide your face? <laughs> no. Um, classic Nigerian handsome, actually. Big lips, long tongue. It's a long story. You'd love it. Wait. Um, uh, skirt. Uh, <laughs> skirt. Wait. Pull over, pull over. Skirt, skirt. I, I love. I like a good skirt every once in a while. Oh, skirt. So, <laughs> you just said big lips, long tongue. Big lips, long tongue. Can I see? Oh my god! And I have an oral sex fetish as well. Like, do you seriously? Like a massive one. It was a period where I gave up on sex completely and just wanted to eat. It was um. I need a drink. Um, uh, I need a drink. I need a drink. <laughs> See, long tongue, big lips. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I had a massive, and I was really like open with it and didn't mind talking about it and was just yeah. fine with it and just yeah, didn't really not say I didn't like sex, but just there's a there's a there's a pleasure 
yeah. from watching someone pleased. I agree. Um, Wait, so you're anonymous because... Ah! Yeah. So, coming back to that, I'm anonymous because um, I want more people to focus on my work more than what I look like. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then it's not spent time going, oh, I know this guy, or he looks like he writes this, or he looks like he would say that. Don't worry about what I look like. Mm. Just, you know, read my stories. Read my books. They're good books. They're all London-based, and they um, they deal with the, the black community in a way that we're not reading about mm. but it exists you know black people do like sex black people do follow and find themselves in a lot of weird random situations that get to the sex so it's yeah. not necessarily just about the sex it's more about the decisions that people make and the ideas that people have and how it gets to that yeah. though yeah. sometimes when you hear a story and someone tells you a sex story but then they tell you the lead up of how they got there. That's sometimes just as much as fun as the sex itself. Yeah, That's what I try to do. Try and make, um, as much as I will write a really detailed sex story, I will also focus and make sure that the, the reader can understand how the character has got there. Yeah. So it's more about the decision making than about the sex. Yeah. I think. I have to two questions do you get turned on by your own work like when you're writing it's happened before is it it has happened before you're a good writer Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's happened before um i think it was oh it was in the tall tales of tatiana blue i don't know if anyone if anyone reading uh, listening has ever read that book but there's um there's a scene where she gets the guy who she wants. Um, Tatiana Blue is my um, my shoe thief. She's a shoe thief, mm-hmm. and she steals um, she steals shoes from celebrities and shoe designers, and she steals them and she stashes them in multiple house stash houses throughout the world. Um, she sells some on eBay, and she also gives them away to regular women who just love shoes. Um, So she'll go to somewhere random in London, put a bunch of 20 pairs of shoes, go on her social media and just let people know, look, I've just come back from, you know, Los Angeles. I've stolen these shoes. Here they are. If you want some, here they go. And then people come in. So it's kind of like she's a Robin Hood for shoe addicts. And she eventually gets the man that she wants and he's a police officer. So they kind of have a bit of a fight before she sort of submits to him and then they have sex and it's like a it's a passionate thing because it's like she's holding him down by his throat and then he turns her around and then he's got her hands above her head and they're both heavy breathing and it's and then it slips in and it's like and you're like oh okay I want no once I was read I was read I wrote it and then I read it and then I reread it and then I sort of looked down and went oh I did that to myself. <laughs> we like this. I've, I've got powers. <laughs> that's a, that's I've got a power. I don't get power. power to have. I don't get power. <laughs> <laughs> power. Um, and then I wanted to ask about how important it is for black people to have books that relate to them. Because like I think with porn, I've spoken to a few black people. Ooh, who have there's said another that, topic I'm good at. 
okay, that have said that they they don't particularly like black porn because they feel like it's too familiar. And I've had a few people say that to me and I get it, but I'm I'm also like, that's all that I would want to see. I agree. I am also a fan. See, I... Because back in the porn days, when I guess there was like the industry, mm. you could have, you had the option to either watch the professional, you know, bang bros type stuff with the pinkies and the Cherokees. And it was a proper scene with the proper guys. And yeah. the proper, there were only like about six, seven proper guys who you repeatedly saw. If you were into your black porn, then you know yeah. that there were at least about six, seven um including Mr. Marcus and oh, Wesley Pipes. Wow. Shout out to Wesley Pipes. Wow, wow, wow. Mm, mm, mm. Anyway, wow. uh, so they were they were p- the people who did the professional type stuff, but then there was the, the gon- I guess you call it gonzo, which is the more homemade mm. people in their bedrooms, in the living rooms, in the kitchen of actual houses. So it looked like you were watching porn that, someone you know could have made yeah and that kind of makes it more real and that's i that's why i like i prefer my porn that way to be honest um i don't think there's i think there's a lot of 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 space because the the lines kind of blur and now what i found out is that the actual proper professional ones like the pinkies and the cherokees they now have gone to doing the gonzo stuff because the industry the porn industry isn't what it used to be mm. so they've kind of had to bring it back to those old school oh okay we're at home i'm just with my man yeah let's put the tripod over there and like you can hit <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's real porn, like real, real porn when you can hear the TV in the background <laughs> and it's like something you've watched. <laughs> so you start busting up or listening to what they're watching. <laughs> um, friends, I've heard. Kevin Hart's another one. Oh, shit. Um, Friday, <laughs> Friday episodes. That's hilarious. That's actually hilarious. Episode. Oh my god, Coronation Street was one. But then it's weird because you don't get a lot of English UK, even though UK people are quite nasty. I imagine there should be a lot more videos out yeah. of, of us. And you can tell if you're not sure if it's us, if you're not sure if it's us by the sounds or what people are saying, listen to the TV. Listen to the radio. If you hear English advert on, it's, that's on very true. someone's background, it's you know here. you're watching English. Yeah, yeah. That's a good thing. That, that's very true. <laughs> um, yeah, so then why for you is it so important to have books that are for us? Like, um, or to write books that are for it's us? To have, it's, to, it's to have that... Um, just, to ha- just to have something out there that shows that we do exist in this realm. Yeah. So we are... We are very sexual people um not to say that we're over sexual but listen we like what we like Mm -hmm. and we like what we like and we do it well um if you're not sure check our porn porn's great Mm -hmm. um it's it's sexuality especially with the black community it's either it's usually seen as one or none Mm -hmm. um and it's not really even broached 
a lot to the point where you can say people really know what that one is. Is you know, is it are we are we seen as rough when it comes to sex? Are we seen as timid when we come to sex? You know, when we don't even have like we could say that we have an identity as far as sexuality in I guess the media or just in public the public domain. Um, I guess you could say why people have multiple ones where they have, you know, you've got the uh, BDSM, you've got the Mr. Grey kind of Fifty Shades thing, but then you've got the handsome gentleman who's just going to be very calm. But we don't have that. Mm. So I I thought it'd be nice for us to have our realm of what we like and what we're into and show one, not, not even all sides, but show one side of, sexuality from our perspective yeah. and what we like because not everyone in the black community likes Fifty Shades of Grey it didn't relate to everyone at all ha- a lot at of people all. couldn't even wrap their head around that type of thing but to write a sex scene about a woman who isn't doing very well in life and someone offers her some money very quietly to you know do a little something she may take it. She won't talk about it, but she may take it. And it may not, it may just be a three pumps and done. But that's, that's again, that's an aspect of sexuality in our lives that we can relate to, that yeah. we can understand. To me, I feel like you're quite, um, what's the word I'm, I'm looking for? Like quite sexually explored. Yeah. Yeah. So, why do you feel it's so important for people to like explore themselves sexually, whether that's in terms of, yeah. I think it's, um, one, because we all have those urges. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 a, it's an intrinsic part of who we are. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily think it's, I don't necessarily think it's that important to explore per se. What I think is important is if you're not exploring to know why and if it's not coming from the right places. So it's more to do with not exploring or are you oppressed because of the way that you grew up, because you were told that it's wrong, because you want to, but you're either afraid Mm -hmm. or you're... um, um, so I think if somebody isn't curious about themselves, then why would you explore? Yeah. But the so I, I see the kind of the spaces that I create uh, are about if you are curious and you do ha- have had these urges that that you feel are unfulfilled and and there needs to be space that there need to be spaces for that. Yeah. So I I mean in my so my theory take whatever yeah. it is on 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 what i do and what it is that i perceive people to want is or need is i think people <coughs> at least the ones who attend most of the events are, yeah. are looking for two things the first thing is they're looking for permission for somebody to tell them that thing that you're curious about that you want to explore it's okay. It's okay, yeah. Because most of us get told that it's not. It's not. We grow up on it's not okay. Yeah. And so people need to be that thing. It's it's okay. Yeah. And frankly, as long as it's consensual, doesn't involve kids or animals, it it's, is okay. It's okay, yeah. Anything between consenting adults is cool. Yeah. 
So people are looking for that. And then the second thing is guidance. So, okay, now that you've told me that it's okay, how do I explore that yeah. thing? How do I do it? Where yeah. do I go? And that's the two basic things. And that, that I think people are sort of craving in these explorations. So I try to make both the parties and, 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 and Liquid Love and those events spaces where you get those things. You mm-hmm. get given permission mm-hmm. it's cool whatever it is that you want to do enjoy it's it fun, yeah. um, and and if there's stuff that you would like to learn that you want to know that you want to explore we can help we can mm. guide we can um, so and, and, and I think it's really really important I think it's also important okay this is the not sexy bit okay I'll go ahead tell you a not sexy okay. bit okay that I try not to talk about usually because okay. nobody likes that but it's also there's there's a level of politics behind it, which is I don't think many people will debate that we live in politically ambiguous <laughs> times. <laughs> Yesterday at eight in the evening we didn't know who might be prime minister at ten in the evening, you know. Oh my God. Nothing is particularly stable right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and and plus, you know, and again the last few years especially we're being the 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 stuff that we're being fed from the outside yeah. the voices are about fearing the other the unknown yeah uh barricading ourselves yeah. uh creating barriers um you know living in in kind of like this tense situation where everybody's suspicious and and which is just a horrible way for people to to exist and so for me it's about actively consciously creating spaces that are the exact opposite mm. that are about smiles that are about getting to know the other that are about exploring yourself and the other that are about creating bridges between people mm. um really yummy tasty lovely bridges um between people and <sighs> sexual revolution yeah. some kind of i don't know sort of be the change you want to see, to see i want yeah. to see those kind of rooms i want to see you know, people interact totally differently with each other. And I'm fortunate that I, I'm in a position where I can provide well, those can, spaces, yeah. create those spaces. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's, I, I, I genuinely think it's, 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 I genuinely think it's important. Mm. Um, because I feel like, um, I, I personally feel like more people want to explore than, than what, than what they actually do. Mm-hmm. And, and I do think it's a case of, well, what if I get backlash from people like, like, how do I, how do I deal with that? Like, how do I handle that? Or... Backlash from? So, okay, so for instance, right, do you ever have people that, that, that just don't get what you do? Yeah. And, and they're just like, no what you're doing is is just an, an an opportunity for people to be pervs and to be distasteful and and things of of that nature like like how do you handle that um first of all you learn or i did at least in my case in time that some negative voices in your universe in your personal world past a certain level if they do not accept that that's your world they are a negative influence. Yeah. And I've absolutely gone through a few, the few people of, okay, your voice, 
your presence in my world is no longer something that I need. Yeah. It's way too negative. You have, I don't accept your judgment of yeah. my life. Um, and I don't accept, you know, some kind of moral high ground from people who are monogamous mm. uh, and, uh, you know, think that, you know, their monogamous life is the it's, only one yeah. possible and therefore that gives them a right to judge me. And mm. I've had a few you know, people who in the past were close friends and I thought, okay, do you know what this is? This journey <laughs> between us is now over. Yeah. I don't need this voice in my universe yeah. anymore. Um, that's in the extreme case. Ideally, you kind of want to talk to people mm. and... and it's not. I'm not in the in the in the world where I think everybody should everybody should do it. Yeah. Or, or well, no, that's not true. I think everybody should, but I don't think it's for everybody. So yeah. I'll, I'll understand that people don't, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. But to judge me me yeah. for that, um, I I don't take that anymore. Mm. It's it's. Uh, but but that took a while because. Because we all grew up from that judgment. Yeah. I used to judge yes, me for doing yeah. that. I used to judge what, me. Forget yeah. other people. I'm like, really? This is what you do? Like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, what would I think about if I met some other dude who said, yeah, I, I organize sex parties. Go, that, that sounds sleazy. Yeah. And it does. Yeah. And, and, and it took me a while to kind of, okay, actually, no. I think what I'm doing and the way that I'm doing it, I'm not seeing sleaze. I'm not seeing wrong. I'm seeing goodness. I'm seeing yeah, smiles. I'm yeah. seeing people's lives change for the better. Um but because I grew up in the same From background, of course, I've yeah. got my own shame about it and embarrassment, yeah. and and you know, to to kind of even say, yeah, I host sex parties. That took <laughs> so long for me <laughs> to, to actually form say the words, words that I can yeah, to get yeah. to a point where I can say that without feeling like, oh, I don't know. I oh don't my know. god, what I'm doing is so wrong and it's so sleazy. Because I think so. I've said it before um, uh, on the pod that I feel like my my journey started when I was about 27. Mm-hmm. But I I know that from a young age, I've always had like these thoughts about like sex and what people do and whether whether I, I agree or whether like I would try it. And, and I guess because I've, I've also like come from that whole world, people that do this is wrong. Mm-hmm. So you automatically say, okay, this equals wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it definitely took for me to almost like break the constructs that I was taught and think, there's there's nothing wrong with with what people do like as long as as you said it's consensual it doesn't involve children doesn't involve animals yeah. i have no problem so um yeah like i don't feel like i've had a lot of backlash from people but i think as a woman as well you you have people that are like you're a woman women don't talk about sex they're not supposed to we're almost like supposed to pretend that the sex doesn't happen until we like someday mysteriously turn pregnant and someone's like oh my god how did that happen how did that oh happen god, oh my god know? well you know <laughs> i went to a clinic <laughs> um yeah so i i definitely feel like a lot of women can face that where it, it is like far more than me i mean yeah I'm a, I'm a, you know sort of my my place of privilege i'm a i'm a white heterosexual guy yeah there isn't you know I, i'll get judged the least yeah um you know there's no there's no debating that mm. i mean I'm, I'm i'm aware that everything i do is is from a position of privilege, privilege that, yeah, that, that yeah. i'm you know i'm i will get looked down on the most yeah. um, uh, or rather no i, I will the least yeah. uh, i will get looked down on the least i will get judged the least because you know i'm a hetero white dude i was tied up to a four poster bed my arms and my legs were spread, so I, I couldn't really, um, I, could, 
I, I couldn't move. Very James Bond-esque, like with the laser coming up between man's legs kind of Mad. thing. Mad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 that. Um, and I believe I was gagged as well. You believe? I was gagged as well. <laughs> um, and I was blindfolded. So you couldn't do anything? I couldn't do anything. So you couldn't? You couldn't move. No. You couldn't speak. B- barely. Like it was more. You, did that sound again? <laughs> We're gonna use that as a sound, but that's gonna be the intro music. <laughs> We're gonna put a reverb on the voice and just put that at the beginning. And then you wanna. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um. Back to the point. So mm-hmm. you couldn't. You couldn't move. Nope. You couldn't speak. Mm-mm. And you couldn't see. And at one point, I couldn't hear either. Huh? So. Um, I mean, explain. So um, I had headphones on, and we're having DJ sex. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, go on. I'm, not, I'm new to this whole thing. Go on, go on, go on. <coughs> yeah, I had headphones on, and the music music was playing. Yeah, so I couldn't hear um, if anyone was like coming towards me or not. Sweet. So what angle? You couldn't they were move. From. Yeah. No. You couldn't speak, mm-hmm. you couldn't see, mm-hmm. and you couldn't hear. Mm-hmm. Were you dead? By the end of it, yeah. <laughs> it's completely finished. And also, a question I'm sure that everyone's going to want to know. Yeah. What were you listening to? Um, I feel like that was a song that was on loop. There was, yeah, yeah, there was. Um... I can't remember the the name of it right now. But like just something sexy in it. So I was I was just constant I was just very aroused. So you, do you know that's very interesting because that's like putting you in a That's a very, 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 very vulnerable space to be in. Yeah. Like extremely just thinking about that because you couldn't do anything. I couldn't do anything. Um how was that proposed to you and how or was that your idea or how did you get to that? And there's so many hows that I, that need to be asked because of this one. Um it was an open conversation. And mm. and that's why I'm always just like open conversations are so Naturally, important. Yeah. Um because it was a thing of um things that I had wanted to try and then things being proposed to me that I was like, okay, yeah, you know what, like I wanna do that mm. as well. Um and then just kind of being caught up in it, <laughs> literally. Um, so when it came to being like completely restrained, I can't see, I can't, I can't hear, I can't speak. That's why I'm, I'm like, you have to have so much trust that whoever is there isn't going to abuse it. Yeah. Because um, I can do like anything. Like f- f- for all I know, my news could be flying around somewhere. I think you would have heard about it. I'd. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. But um, yeah, so it's it's just kind of trusting someone and thinking this is the most vulnerable that I can be right now mm. sexually. And I, I need to know that um, you're still going to consider me. Yeah. And not kind of be like, oh, um, she can take it. She can take it. Da, 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 da. Um, yeah. Would that be in like one of your top sexual experiences? Because that sounds like something I've not heard. Um, yeah, most definitely. 
followed by, which I think is a very good question. Did you have a safe anything? Because if you can't speak and you can't see and you can't hear and you can't move, so <laughs> how the hell do you have a... <clears throat> Is it like telepathy or LOL like telepathy? How you um, so it was in two two stages. So like I wasn't gagged the entire time, but when I was gagged, I, w- I was asked questions like, yeah. "Are you okay? Do you want more? Can you do this?" Da, da, da. Cool. And then when I didn't have the gag, um, it was kind of done on like a traffic light system. What do you mean by that? So like red Wait. stop. If it was like. If I said Amber, it was more like. So I'm, I'm confused because were you? Okay, go so on. when you was gagged, it was. So when, when I was gagged, I was asked questions. Oh, okay. So when you, oh, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Sorry, I, just, I, I misheard yeah. you. Yeah. So that's when I would either like nod or try. And oh, speak. so they'd kind of gauge for you mm-hmm. on the other. All right, mm-hmm. all right, I'm with you. And then yeah, and the, then when I wasn't gagged, that's when it was like red stop or like Amber, like keep going, but ease off just a bit. Amber, except for them, them niggas that just. Drive through the fucking ambulance. Uh, yeah, see, them kind of people, I can't. <laughs> I hear you still, I yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you, you obviously don't know how to abide by the rules. <laughs> so <laughs> stay away from my puss. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, but yes, definitely one of my top um, sexual experiences. So had you been like restrained prior to that point? Not to that degree. Okay. So like maybe handcuffs mm. um or like just my my arms tied up but i could probably still kind of get out of it i mm. couldn't there was no possible way that i could escape this you was a hostage i was a hostage a sexual hostage a sexual hostage but i would really like to do it again listeners <laughs> <laughs> um all right um so back to the bucket list, because I feel like bucket list is something that we should definitely go through, or people should even like make. Do you know what I mean? I feel like I, I feel like it's good to have like sexual ambitions because I find a lot of people get bored sexually. Yeah. But I feel like because they don't really have to look outside of their quote unquote comfort zone or what they something they want to do or don't want to share it. But I feel like if you have like a list, you can. I mean, if you have a partner, I think it would be really cool if you had like um, not just yourself, anybody, mm-hmm. if they had like a a bucket list that they wrote and their partner wrote. And see, like I'm gonna, I'll challenge all your listeners, yeah, with any sexual partners or not. Write a sexual bucket list for yourself. Ask your other half or other halves, whatever it may be, or partners in crime, or organization, wherever you're a part of. Organization. Fine, let me rephrase it. Organization, wherever you're a part of, yeah. (laughs) Just write a bucket list and just compare notes. Do you know what I mean? I think in doing so, you'd learn that. You can be part of every single tab in Pornhub. Do you know what I mean? Do you have a bucket list? Me? No. No? Mm-mm, I don't have one. Why? I'm a man of the moment. So you just go? Like what? I, I just go. But I'm very, what you call it, innovative. Is it? Yeah, very much so. Can you explain how? I'm good at sex. Is it? Nah, I'm changed. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm horrendous. I just, I just said it because I thought it might sound cool. But um, no, I'm 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 very innovative. I'm very much a man of the moment. I like to have conversations about sex. Mm-hmm. I understand taking things on board, but I wouldn't say that I have a bucket list per se because I'm a man that likes to. Um, I like to give pleasure first and foremost, but I'm not. I'm not blind to, like receiving, 
and also I do like I like genuine feelings. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't like things that are too orchestrated. Do you know what I mean? Like if it was like today we're gonna do this. I'm like ah, oh. yeah, dead. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I'm like I didn't even like listen to like teachers in school and that. Like, How am I gonna? Do you know what I mean? It doesn't it doesn't equate to me yeah. in the long run. But um yeah, and I'm just, I'm very much a man at the moment. But I'm very innovative and I'm very open minded. So um yeah, but that's enough about me. How do you like to give pleasure? Me, um, in the vagina. <laughs> no, um, it's a very long question to ask because I have so many different ways I like to do it. Bless Excuse you, my me. darling. And again, is there a third one there? No. Okay, good. You know, people that sweet sneeze three times, I find them a bit strange. Why? Because <coughs> why is there a third? Sometimes you have to. Mm-mm, too much. What are you hiding? <laughs> Not having it. But. Back to the topic at hand. Um, no, back to my question. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, okay, go on. How I like to give pleasure. Um, no, there's loads of ways I like to do it, but um, I just feel like right now is your time to shine. And I feel wow. like every, everyone will, will concur with that. So if people really want to find out, I don't know how they're going to do that. But what I do know is today is your birthday and we're focusing on you. Okay, would you come back on the show so I can interview you? No. <laughs> I'm a straight talker as yeah, well. Yeah, but like, I feel like um, there's a lot of people that would like to know what you're into. I believe you. So why don't you tell them? Because um, I'm very much like a, um, how can I put it? I like to be in situations where I'm face to face with people. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, me and you spoke about doing this episode mm-hmm. and I agreed in it. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm on doing that. I even had input to it. Do you get mm-hmm. me? Because I, I am a fan of what you do and I do respect it a lot. But at the same time, in terms of giving myself, I'd rather save that for... Um, hey, shout out, Dan. Sorry, guys. <laughs> shout out, my fucking brother. Um, if only you guys were here, man. Honestly. Um, yeah, no, other than that, I would say um, I'm a very much a, a face-to-face kind of person. Do you know what I mean? Um, to be honest, I'm not a person that would probably, if you was going to interview someone, I, w- I wouldn't say it's in my, it's in my quote-unquote comfort zone mm-hmm. to really be out here doing that. But at the same time, in this instance, I'm, I know it's focused around you. And I feel like people care about you. Whoever wants to find out about me, you can find me then, innit? Find me first and then you can find out like that. But other than that. How do you like to be found? I don't like to be found. So if you find me, I know you really mean it. Do you know what I mean? I'm just giving you the trail. like. Okay, so <clears throat> last question and then we can bring it back Go on. to me, I think. Um... If, that if, rose finished quick, man. Yeah, way too quick. Um, it's, it's in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, if a woman was to like move to you, how? Hmm. I'm gonna let you think about that question, and we're gonna come back no, to you. No, so like how? How would she do it? And and I say that because I've had women 
that have DM'd me about you and are just like, how? I'm like, I don't know how to answer that. But since we're here in this amazing opportunity, mm. how? Um, just be yourself. Just be yourself. Honestly, no word of a lie. I'm dead serious. I like people that are themselves. Um, it's the best thing to do. Like, or like a fire nude. Do you know what I mean? Or a good nude. A great nude. Like, if you just sent me a crazy nude, I might be like, rah. <laughs> like, I understand what you're on, innit? You get me? You've made it very clear to me what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. You get me? If you're like, oh, hi, how are you? I'm like, you might, I, I might believe you care how I am. And I might still tell you about my day. Like, <laughs> I don't want to fucking talk about your day. Do you know what I mean? But um, I'm very much a person of, of, yeah, just, I'm not here for these questions, man. Okay, I'm not going right, to go I'm, on, here, go for I'm okay. here for you all right, all right. right now. All right. Bucket list. Back to that. Mm, mm -hmm. What I've done and what I want to do. I mean, I was going through what you've done just to kind of warm you up for what you want to do. So you feel like you've gone through enough things that you've done on the bucket list? I think so. All right, let's move on to what are you aspiring? What's on the list? What have you seen recently? What have you watched? How many tabs are open in your phone that you're Too bookmarking, many. thinking, oh, I want to do that. You see what I'm saying? What is there? Um, I really want to go to a sex dungeon. Um, because they've just got bare shit, and it's bare shit that I've wanted to try. You that you gave away. I, I did. Um, help me here. Um, at the live show, there was a prize for somebody to spend. I think it was four hours in a sex dungeon. It was a very lucky winner. Yep. <laughs> you know, I you want know that saying. basically. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I I really want to spend like a good amount of time in a sex center and just kind of trying everything. Yeah. And, um. Yeah, trying like loads of new shit, and seeing how many ways I can I can come. How many different things can give me like that kind of of, of pleasure. I would have assumed that you'd done the sex dungeon thing. Like, I would have assumed that anything that you... Um, I've talked about. Maybe not talked about, but I'm just referencing to, like, your giveaways. Like, yeah. Now, I'm assuming that any toy you've... Obviously, not toy you reviewed, but you've done a giveaway recently mm -hmm. where you've given away the H31. Yeah. I am 30 years old. Mad. But, um, <laughs> you give away the H31, then yeah. in doing so, I'm... You've used that? I have used that. And so I was saying that in reference to anything that you've given away or any prize. Okay. Like I, I assume that everything that you've done on your show mm -hmm. or everything that you give away your show, you've, you've experienced. So I didn't know you hadn't done the sex dungeon thing. Yeah. And the only reason is because there's, um, I'm very particular about things that I want to use or try or whatever. So there is one particular dungeon that I want to go to and it's always booked. So that's why I, I probably haven't. So you've tried to book it? A few times. <laughs> <laughs> a uh, few times. Mm. Um, and it's always booked, which would make sense because it, it just looks amazing. So I'm not surprised that it's always booked. Um, but soon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So six dungeons on the list. Yes. All right. So that's a still no yep. tick. Mm -hmm. um, what else? Um, a sex party that's on my list. Break down a sex party to me and your listeners. I'm not 
mm-hmm. is what's a six party? Um, where people party and have sex. Um, as, as, as do you mean like them events or is it like you just throw a party and like? Okay, so like you know what I I have actually been thinking about throwing one myself. It will not be this year. Maybe next. Who knows where the pod will take me? Mm. But if I do have an an opportunity to throw one, I a hundred percent will. Okay, I, I would definitely do that. Break down a sex party for all those people that have just listened to you for the first time. So a sex party, um, and there are like different types. So there are some that I've heard of and that I'm aware of that are very much more more seedy, if if that's the wor- the best way to put it. Because um, I I when I said I don't know what sex party is, I I have my understanding of what it is, but I don't know that there's types. Yeah. Of so like the types that I have looked into or that I've shown interest in going, um, they're a lot more formal in the sense of you have to like share all of your details, like for one. Mm. Um, I've heard about them ones. Yeah. Mm. Um, there are some where they don't allow single men to come. So if a guy is coming, he has to be coming with like a female partner. Mm. Um or yeah and so those kind of ones um they interest me more because i know that there's been some actual thought behind it and in terms of keeping people safe both men and women yeah but i cannot obviously only speak as a woman um i want to know that that the best things have been done to to make sure that um that everyone is there has the best possible experience um but in terms of my that words but in terms of my bucket list i actually want to go there with like someone that i'm fucking um or a partner and i want to watch them like with another person yep um how um, so for instance, I would want to go there with like my person and then we just kind of like gauge the space. We do our thing, whatever. And then kind of figure out which woman we're both attracted to. Kind of bring her into our space and be like, I want you to, for instance, give him head and I want to watch. So that ties into everything you were saying before, as in you like seeing people have pleasure. So yeah. that's when you said on the other side, even if I am with you. Mm-hmm. So definitely that. Mm. So any sex parties coming up? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was having a conversation over there about about sex parties that was coming up, but I didn't make it. But um, no, no. How come? I think I forgot about it. Oh, fair but um, yeah. So moving forward. We're going to come back to the six party stuff. Mm-hmm. What else is on this? How long is your bucket list right now? Because I want to just find out what you want to do and help um, people build or add to theirs if they want to. I don't really know what else. Um, and that's only because um, the more experiences I have, the more I'm like, oh, yeah, like I really want to know, add this on. I don't know if, if I can answer that question. Mm. Yeah. So I'm 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 loving how this conversation's going. Yeah. Um but I want to bring it back to you and the podcast because yeah. 
I want to delve into you and how you've done everything. Um, one question I wanted to know is, as you're just by yourself, how have you managed such a such a professional front? Do you know what I mean? And are you aware of that? No. No. You're right over there. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Is it rum? It's rum. Okay. Rosie to rum. Don't mix your drinks, people, by the way. Don't mix your drinks. I shouldn't actually be mixing my drinks because it never ends well. But it's my birthday and I'm only 31 once, obviously. Everyone As opposed okay. to all the other birthdays. <laughs> Can you tell I'm drunk? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I'd say that um, um, from a, how can I say from a branding perspective, yeah. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And how important is branding to you? Like, all of, I know that's like a lot of questions in one, but are you with me in what I'm asking? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so in terms of branding, because that's the last thing that you said, um, branding is so important to me. Um, and that's that has kind of come from the type of work that I do um, as well. So I've always seen how important it is to to have your branding on Smash, especially when it comes to having a podcast. When you say work, as in the work that you do is? The work that I do full time. Yeah. Um, I work in marketing and advertising. Okay, cool. Just, yeah. All right. So, yeah. So, um, and I think for me, as someone that has listened to podcasts for years and who now has a podcast, I feel like, hmm, how can I word this without it sounding cocky? Say it, man. Um, Say it, I'll, I'll paraphrase it so it sounds better, don't worry. I... Oh, I'll translate it more like. I was able to see a lot of things that people weren't doing and then I just did it. Okay, so you kind of looked at holes in yeah. Yeah, people's yeah. material, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. But would you say, obviously, I don't think it's cool, would that apply to your previous pod as well when you was doing yeah. that? So you mm-hmm. kind of learned from what you were doing before. Yeah. So just the analytical space. Yeah. All right, and you've applied it to... Yeah, and um, I feel like that has has benefited the growth of my pod a lot, considering that my year is my year. Wow. Considering that my pod is only a year and like some. Yeah. Like it's not um, like it's not been going for that long. But I feel like in the space of time that I have, I've had this podcast, um, I've done some great things and I've I've been able to work with some great companies. Mm. And yeah, I don't normally like big myself up. Why? I just don't. So I'm I'm thinking this and I'm saying this. I'm thinking, oh my God, I hope people don't think I'm a dick. And I'm not even trying to come across as a dick, but I don't know. If you're a dick, you're just a dick. Yeah, but I'm not a dick though. But are you? Nah. <laughs> no, I'm playing. <laughs> but um, no, nah, it's. I mean, I mean, I'm just asking you questions. And yeah. Just answering them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You have mm-hmm. to just just speak, say what you're saying. Um. So what what did you see, or what are these things you're saying? That you see things that people weren't doing, or things that you hadn't done with your previous pod. Yeah. What are some of the, if you don't mind speaking on it? But mm-hmm. what are the things that you saw? 
um, made you think, all right, cool, I'm going to do something like this or mm-hmm. made you approach things differently if that was the case? Yeah. Um, I don't feel like, and and I say this in terms of both my old podcast and what I've seen just of the quote-unquote industry. Mm. Um, I don't think that, that people and that myself were thinking in a business sense. Like it was all very much, ah, oh, like I have a podcast, this is jokes, we come, we talk, we da 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 um, The choice of words there, by the way, but carry on. Huh? Uh, mm. Yeah. Um, so I don't think enough people then were thinking, how can my episode make money how can what i'm doing turn into um a brand um collaboration um how can it turn into advertising how can i do do these things and i only say that because i've been fortunate enough to do these things um so like beforehand one thing that i hadn't done before was advertising um, which really didn't make any sense consider that's what I do as a full-time job. So like, I know how that works, but I was also aware of the fact that I need to, to have a certain amount of like stats under my belt before yeah. approaching a brand because they would have to see why um, having an ad with me or working with me will be beneficial for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's just things... Things like that that I feel I definitely did differently to my last podcast. Mm. Um, did you say you approached the last podcast as in very much the same? Oh, it's going to be jokes. I yeah, like very, honestly. A, a very casual approach. To yeah, it, it was yeah. very, very casual, very balanced, which is great. But I, I think not even um, in terms of a podcast, but if you're doing anything, you really have to think, why am I doing this? Is it just for bants and for jokes? Kind of having a clear cut. Yeah. So it's, a sign of, it's okay to be doing it for that. Yeah. If you know it's for that. Yeah. yeah. But if you're thinking, okay, well, I want to kind of get to this point through this, then you have to be thinking, yes, this is a podcast, but this is also a business for me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which, which wasn't something that I, I always did. Um, and, and even like, in terms of like of my live show, like I wanted to to charge peanuts for tickets because in my mind I was just like I just want people to, to to come to the show, have a great time, go home. Cool, that's fine. But that show wasn't free. Like like it didn't cost me zero to yeah. put it on. Um, so I had to to think about it differently and have like important conversations with people that kind of put me in my place and it is very much about my worth mm. as well um i sound like a right wanker and i don't mean to but i'm i'm just i'm Honest. speaking the truth and this isn't just for me as like a podcast so you could have you could be someone that is a graphic designer, for instance. Mm. You have to know what your worth is. So this this um, this applies across the board. Yeah, I'm gonna drink some more alcohol. Nah, I feel you on that. Um, so <sighs> this is fucking strong. Yeah, I mean it is rum. It's not rosé. <sighs> Fuck, I forgot. Um, yeah, so with for example, with a live show, which 
very went very well, thank which you. I did also support you with. You did, thank you. Um, how did that change your outlook on things being received there? It was in Harlem Soul. Yep. And I think that was very good. I think they'd never done an event like that before. Yeah. I think that was you were the first. Because off the back of that, a lot of people have used that event, which is very good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That you're bringing attention mm-hmm. or that attention has been brought to that spot. Um, how do you feel moving forward that the live show is giving you an outlook on on things in general? Because I would say that um, from the conversation I did have with you, it was I know I'm privy to the information that I know you wanted it to be very different. Yeah. And not different for different sake, but different as in what am I really bringing to the table? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you did show and prove. Um, I've been drinking rum too, so that's why I'm speaking in such it's breaks. Bad, yeah, it's a little. I'm slowing down a little bit, yeah, but um, yeah. How does it change your outlook on 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 everything you were doing? Because from everyone that I've had experiences with, um, before and after their initial show, yeah. Um, there's always a difference but I know I spoke with you and you was at one point I don't know if you're still doing that but you weren't trying to do loads of shows you wanted to do the one show I remember you called it One Night Stand if I'm yeah. correct you wanted to mm-hmm. just do the one show because you was like I'm not here doing yeah. live shows all the time that's not that's an aspect of it but yeah. you was looking at the brand from a bigger element am I speaking correctly I don't want to yeah, no, no, no. do you um, know what I mean you are so I I had only ever planned to do one show because um, I didn't know how well the show would be received. I didn't even know if, if I would even want to do it again. So after the success of the first one and having people be like, when's the next one? And I was just like, I didn't plan for a next one. And that mm. wasn't even me just kind of being like, Oh, oh, I didn't plan, but thinking about it, like I, I generally didn't plan yeah. for another show. Um, and I was thinking of doing one again this year, and I'm not going to. Um, no. no, and that isn't to say that I'm not going to do another show. Is that for, so? It's not for the same reasons why you thought before. It's no, it's okay. it's more a case of honestly, if if I did it again, it would be to feed my ego. Because I know that people want it. Mm. And that's not why I do this podcast. Like, that's not why I started it. That's not why I did it. Like, I didn't do that first ever show because I felt like people wanted it. I did it because it, it just felt right. Like, okay, you know mm. what? Let me add a different element to my podcast. Um, So when I was like, oh, let me do like another one again this year. That was very much like my ego wanting to do that wanted to plan it and that's not how I I operate Um, so when I do another show if and when Mm. I want it to have a similar feeling as the first one of all right, this is the right time and it's planned properly Mm. like I don't want to rush just because I feel like people are like oh when's the next show the first one was really good Um, I don't want it to be like that like I don't I don't rush my sex I'm not going to rush a show like it doesn't make any sense you know? fair enough bring it all back to sex healthy sex life healthy life healthy sex life healthy life put that on a t-shirt I feel you um, so with with that and you sound like you're, you're very because there is a the aspect of it that um, you are looking at it from a, from a from a business aspect at the yeah. same time so I was going to say isn't it like almost a level of conflict of interest 
in the sense that people want it and you don't do it or are you remaining true to your brand in the sense where I'm giving it to you and it's right? Um, Being true to my brand and also being true to my audience yeah. because I feel like for people that have listened from like day one or even people that have listened um, over the past few months, um, I don't want it to be like a case where, um, how can I put this now? Um, anything that I do for the podcast and for people that listen is, is going to be like, it has to be clear. It has to be honest because I've I've always been honest. Yeah. So I'm like I don't want to kind of go out there thinking they want to show I'm giving it to them. It's gonna make me money. It's gonna kind of put my pod like on another level. Let me just do it. I want it to be a case of I'm doing this because I know that this is the right time for me. It's the right time for people to kind of come together and to have open conversations about sex. Um because as much as it's all very like jokes and oh my god I had a butt plug up my ass like there's still like a lot of rawness that I I, I want to keep with this show like yeah. yeah like I'm I'm all about talking about experiences that weren't as pleasant and being like I want to talk about this because this is real shit. This is what some women go through. This is probably what my friends have been through. This is what I've been through. So I'm mm. not going to just kind of talk about the glamorous side of sex. Like, oh my God, it was great. My my foot was by my head. Like, oh, it was amazing. I came 25,000 times. Like, I want to talk about the times where I'm, I'm like, oh, you know what? I don't feel sexy, but I still want to have sex. Like, how do you manage that? Like, how do you kind of keep yourself satisfied or being in like relationships before when I've had, when I've been on like the injection and it's fucked up my entire libido and thinking, okay, how can I still keep my partner sexually happy when the last thing I want to do is have sex? Like, this is very real shit that people go through. Mm. And I don't want these kind of conversations to be missed because it's not sexy. Like, yeah. yeah. So you're not here to, so it says you're not glamorizing sex, you're kind of documenting sex. Yeah. And it's all, and it's like, it's true as nature. Yeah. Or as true as it could be <laughs> from your, from your eyes and from anybody that you yeah. bring on. Yeah. So you're the David Attenborough of this thing. I like that. Yeah. Yes, I am. Go on, David. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> I will take that. I feel you. So as Georgette approaches the end of our podcast, <laughs> I'm playing. Um, all right, before we go, mm-hmm. because we're we're coming to an end, um, hopefully that I haven't disrupted your flow too much. No, this is this has been good. I contributed to your flow. Yeah. That was a setup, guys. Um, <laughs> wow. That being the case, um, what else is going on? What can, what more can we expect? I know people always say what's next, but I'm genuinely thinking, what's next? What else you got going on? I know there's other things. That's what I'm asking. What else you doing? What else is happening? In relation to to the pod, yeah. In relation to you, in the pod. 
Because um, we know what the pod's about and we're understanding, so we want to know everything about that and surrounding it. So, in terms of like what else people can expect, I guess, right? Mm. Um, I want people to expect for for the content to always to always be fresh, and I want people to tell me if it's not. Um, as much as I'm very sensitive about my platform, I still need to hear the truth. So if someone's like, okay, like, you know what? I, f- I felt that this episode was a bit left because of X, Y, Z. Reach out and tell me. Um, mm. There will be another show. It's just not going to be this year. And also I'm fucking tired. So um, it will be next year. Um, but it's, it's again going to be very different to the last one. Yeah. Um, I'm looking into new projects that I can do with the podcast to, to kind of give you guys different elements of content. Um, and I'm just growing it. Um, and it's weird because it is just me, but I feel like when I say that I'm growing it, I'm, I'm growing it as more and more people listen because then I can incorporate different conversations i've got um my guests planned for for the rest of the year and i'm gonna have some amazing people come on i I honestly cannot wait to like sit down and talk to and and give that perspective of like sex to to the wider audience Mm. um it's just gonna be sick in all honesty like i i really believe in my brand and i believe in my pod and i feel like it's changed the game a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I know I'm drunk, brother. I don't talk like this like, <laughs> yeah. on a normal basis. I keep all, all of this to myself because I don't ever want to come across as an ass. But and maybe because it's like like it's my birthday as well, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm talking. Happy a bit. birthday once again. Thank you very much. As Foles would say, I'm talking spicy. My G. But um, but it's true. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um. Yeah. So always always better I, I want things to always be better for my pod for my sex life definitely for my sex life because I feel like it's a weird one because it's like I'm at like a peak mm. but I'm like what can I do next to kind of keep that peak going because I don't ever want to get bored in sex yeah or um with anyone that I'm having sex with, like I don't want them to ever be bored or just think this is a bit blur. Like my pussy's not blurring it. Like okay. Um, as we come to a conclusion, <laughs> you didn't answer the last icebreaker because you didn't have an answer. Remember the number? Yeah, you weren't sure. True, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're just gonna redirect it as we sign up. And this will be the ice breaker, the last one. Um, do you want to have sex with me? <laughs> I know you wanna. I know you wanna. I know you wanna. I know you wanna. <laughs>